Hey out there to all people, and negligent mailmen, this is Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. I'm Brandon, and with me is the guy who smells like licorice from miles away, Cortland. How are you doing, Cortland? Hi, Brandon. I'm doing good. You know I got a licorice addiction. What is he going to blast me out on Gross. podcast? Jeez. Licorice is nasty. I don't have a licorice addiction. I'm lying. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We wouldn't be friends if you did. I, well, shit. You can probably smell it from Australia with the power of licorice, according to Dr. Mr. Hollings. Yeah. If you did Whatever. have a licorice addiction, that's why I would move to Australia. I'd be like, just to get, get the far away. away. Yeah. It's fucking it, menace. It, well, the last time when we went to go see it, I was just sitting there chewing licorice gum, and you were just like, God <laughs> damn it. You were on your phone the whole time trying to find plans on escaping. <laughs> oh, Could not get far enough away. <laughs> oh, man. How are you doing, Cortland? Other than the licorice, it's been a week, man. So you yeah. know, la- <laughs> just like a continuation from last week, I had that wedding on Saturday, right? Yeah. Well, I ended up getting sick, so uh, oh no, I know, right? So like, I'm not, I'm not 100 percent right now. I'm like 95 percent, I'd say. So if I sniffle and stuff, well, you guys won't hear because I'm gonna edit that shit out, but. You'll have to suffer through it. I'll probably cough yeah, a couple of just times if you make that me laugh. I'm sitting here like, oh. Yeah, you're looking for coughing. ways how to like, you know, not have to listen to me. <laughs> Top of being as far away as possible. <laughs> <laughs> With the licorice and the coughs, Cortland, it's like you've gone too far, man. I can't help myself. <laughs> you've crossed a line. <laughs> oh man. Other than that, um, okay, so. My son is doing this thing lately where he like claims to be afraid of the dark. <laughs> so like we'll he be like claims. Yeah, like he'll be like you know, we'll be like, "Hey, go get ready for bed or whatever." And he'll like look down the hallway and be like, "I can't, I'm too scared." And we'll be like, "No, you're not. Just go down the fucking hallway. Turn on the damn <laughs> light. Like you're fine. You <laughs> Nothing's changed in our house." Like so anyway, earlier this week it escalated a little bit. And uh, he was like, I'm too scared. He started, like, kind of, like, fake crying about it or whatever. And I was like, get down that hallway, you know. And he was like, I'm scared. <laughs> and I was like, do it now. So he jumped up. He he ran to the hallway, looked down it, screamed into the darkness and ran back. And I was like, no, you get down to that hallway. <laughs> so, <laughs> he just, like, looked into the darkness and was like, ah, and ran back. <laughs> I was the fakest <laughs> shit. Go to the hallway. <laughs> it was so funny and then yesterday you know we were like okay so, you know it was like we, he stayed up a little bit later because he had something he had a halloween thing going on at, at karate and he was really tired and stuff so we we're like all right go get ready for bed no questions asked walks down the hallway flips the light on like it's fine and i'm just like you little bastard <laughs> <laughs> he's like oh, oh I, for- I forgot to be scared of the dark this time <sighs> Yeah, that's what it is, too. Do your kids ever do that shit? Do they do that shit to you? Yeah. I, okay, Yeah, good. we got some pretty similar stuff going on. Awesome. Okay, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> Universal. Like, it's yeah, just a Lila stalling Lila pretended tactic. to be afraid of spiders. <gasps> oh, like, well, oh, I can't go to bed because there's a daddy long legs in my room, and yeah, it's, uh, it's too scary. But, like, if it wasn't going to bed or something, she'd be like... Hey, check out this giant tarantula. Isn't this oh cool? Oh my god. That's what I was saying. I thought your kids really liked spiders and stuff. They're like, <laughs> hey, I got a new friend. He's coming over for dinner and it's a fucking huntsman spider or some bullshit. 
<laughs> yeah. But when it was time to go to bed, it would be like the most pathetic looking tiny daddy long legs. It should be like, no, no, it's going to eat me. <laughs> <laughs> That's adorable because I'm not there to have to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> That's great. How's your week, Brandon? Did you do anything amazing? Uh, nothing amazing. No. It's it's almost Halloween here, Cortland, as of this recording. Yeah, oh my god, here too. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah! Our country's more similar than we think. Um, I was out today, and I saw the Ooh. Halloween decorations in the shop. Ooh, the boot, and I, I want to know, there in America, yeah. I'm sure you see Nightmare Before Christmas things there. Yeah. But... Is Jack Skellington, like, the thing? Not right now. Is um, he everywhere? Look, I'm going to preface this by saying I don't really go shopping <laughs> very much. Like, I don't go grocery shopping. I I, mean, I do orders online and they put it in my car and I drive away because I'm not going into the store. Um, we did go Halloween mm-hmm. shopping for, um, you know, for Lance's, like, costume a couple of weeks ago. He is, by the way, Ghostface, specifically from Dead by Daylight because... You know, they have a Dead by Daylight ghost face costume. So that's what he wanted to be. Um, And we went to the Halloween store. The big ones were Hocus Pocus, really, was big. Beetlejuice is still really big. Like, they had a lot of um, collectible thingies for for those movies. And then, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas always has its own little corner, too. Okay. It's got its own little corner. But here in Australia, and I've noticed this year over year, it's like the the Halloween decoration section gets bigger and bigger as I guess you know it's becoming more and more of a thing in this country. That's good. And I know you you brought it more, it. more and more. It's just Nightmare Before Christmas. Like Jack Skellington is the mascot for Halloween, the way the Easter Bunny is for Easter, Santa Claus is for Christmas. Like Jack Skellington is everywhere. He's on everything. That's you can get a Jack Skellington yeah, oven a Jack mitt, Skelling Jack Skellington, Koozie, yeah, just Jack Skellington everything. pool inflatable floaty, yeah. And it wasn't like that growing up, even when like the movie was new. No, we didn't have anything. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I don't know if it's if it's more of an Australian thing. If they've just identified him with Halloween and they're like, yeah, that's the guy, or if that's just happening globally and people are just like, you know what, Nightmare Before Christmas is the shit. Um, because it is it is it's a good movie i don't don't think like it's always been popular over here since like mm, i feel like the early 2000s is when it kind of kicked back up and was popular with like hot topic and stuff um Mm -hmm. but yeah i I don't i don't know i don't think it's that big as it is in australia then um it sounds like australia has been influenced by you you brandon (laughs) it's pretty likely It, it happened when i came here and i do love that movie Oh my god, Brandon, you're a menace to Australia. You're changing their culture and everything. What's wrong with you? We need to get you out of there. <laughs> I'm making it better. <laughs> it gives me a reason to go there, maybe, but probably not. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you don't want to come here. Especially not with that licorice licorice smell. I can't, I can't. There's daddy long legs in the corners of the rooms. I can't do it. It's too scary. Yeah, I can't go, too can't scary. go on the plane. There's a daddy long legs on it. <laughs> it's too dark. I can't. It's scary. <laughs> oh, man. Cortland, we've got an episode of Goosebumps to talk about here. Oh, yeah, that. Okay. Yeah. Forgot about it for a second. 
We're here to talk about The Ghost Next Door Part 1. Yeah, that. Corlin, what did you think about this? Hmm, The Ghost Next Door Part 1, um, I didn't hate it. I actually would say I kind of liked it. Maybe? A little bit. Sure. I don't think there's anything objectionable in this episode. Like, there's nothing to hate. No. But it is kind of just there. It's, um, it's an interesting, it's a very different Part 1, but it's still a Part 1. Um, but, I don't know. You think? You want to know what happened, Brandon? I'm not going to spoil anything right now, but maybe halfway to three quarters of the way through, I was like, oh, I know the twist in this episode. And then the twist happens and I'm like, well, shit, what's going to happen in part two then? Like, I thought that's when the grand reveal would be and it would, you know, pan it out until the second half and the ending would be the twist. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'm dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Here's what happened to me, Cortland. It got to the end of this episode, and there is the twist, and then it's not too much longer after that that it pops up to be continued, Yeah, and I was like, oh wait, shit, this is a two-parter. Oh my god. (laughs) Because the way it ends, I was like, yeah, that's the ending. Right, and it would be for a normal episode. And then it's like, oh wait, it keeps going. I don't know how there's going to be a... a, a, How (laughs) they're going to fill a second part, because... Like, all the mysteries get yeah, solved. we'll definitely talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm excited. Yeah. I, I'm excited for the second part. And that's the episode. All right. Bark, 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 bark. Viewer beware. <laughs> You're in for a second part. <laughs> oh. Thank With worms. No. You know there's gonna be. All right. Let's start this episode from the beginning, Cortland. Let's do it. This one begins at night. A girl is sleeping in her bed next to her laptop. And we see smoke all around her room. She wakes up and yells, fire! But then she wakes up again, and it was all just a dream. So not that I want to, like, spoil anything already about, like, the IMDb cast and stuff, but did you recognize this girl? Uh, I thought she was familiar, and then when I looked it up, I was like, oh, yeah. Okay. Well, then I won't spoil anything. We'll (laughs) We'll just wait till the end. Okay. (laughs) She looks around her room. And she sees a photo of her family and a certificate from the Academy of Music, which is like, whew, they're both safe. She made sure to look at those two things. Yes, she's like, ah, my redeeming qualities, good, they're not on fire, excellent. (laughs) And then she looks at her third favorite thing, the laptop. (laughs) Interesting thing is, this girl's name is Hannah, Mm -hmm. and the certificate from the Academy of Music has her name spelled wrong on it. What? Was there an H H at the end? H-A- N-N-A, they forgot the other H. <laughs> what the fuck, Music Academy? You're so the prestigious. Academy of Music does not give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> she got first place and they're like, yeah, whatever. Her name's Hannah without an H. <laughs> <laughs> Just put Heather on there, it doesn't matter. <sighs> she won't even notice. She, she won't worry about that if there's a fire in her house or something. We see that she is just in her bed with shoes on. No! Just, a yeah, crime. A crime against humanity. <laughs> unbelievable how dare she (laughs) she says weird dream and then reaches over and picks up the laptop and then she starts writing an email well i thought it was an email dear katie it says how's camp how are the horses i wish i was there with you but you know my stupid allergy it's probably not that much fun without me jk it has to be better (laughs) than hanging around greenwood falls it's hot around here I feel like I'm stuck in the summer of the living dead. Oh my god. 
Let's talk about her typing skills, Brandon, because they remind me of a certain somebody. Yes, that's got to know. So Hannah uh, types just with her index fingers, hunting and pecking at the letters. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, oh, I don't know. Like you. And (laughs) the difference is I've been typing poorly for so long that I'm really good at typing badly. Mm Mm-hmm. Whereas she, you know, she's like 12 years old. She doesn't have the experience that I have at being shit. So (laughs) she's just slow as fuck typing this letter. She's much slower than what she is trying to tell us because she's like, you know, mind speaking what she's typing. In her mind, she's just like, oh, dear Katie. Dear Katie, you know that I'm allergic to horses, so I couldn't join you. Oh, it sucks. But while she's typing, she's like, H O. R S E. Yeah, so suddenly we hear a moan. Sounds like someone saying, Hannah. Hannah hears this and tries to continue writing her mail, but then it happens again. Now she gets out of bed and checks the window, and we see a dark figure walking across the grass across the street. Oh, shit. But so far away, it's not that much of a concern, but she is concerned. We're like 30 seconds into this episode, and so much has happened already. I know, right? How is this a (laughs) (laughs) two-parter? She yells for her mom and dad and runs downstairs, but nobody answers. She finds a hastily written note that says, Hannah, at baseball tonight, mom and dad. God damn it, mom and dad. What about the other two kids? She had two brothers. Oh, well, whatever. That's their baseball game or something. Yeah, I assume so. She looks out the window again, and again, a slow-moving black figure walks and says, Hannah. She's like, oh, fuck. And she runs to the phone, calling 911. She explains the situation to the operator, saying that there's someone outside sneaking around, and they better send some police or something. It's the old Dawson place. You can't miss it. After explaining everything, she's like, so are you going to send some police? And the operator just asks, Hello, this is 911. Do you have an emergency? Hannah says, yes, I just told you that. Are you listening to me? And the operator continues asking, hello, is someone on the line? Hello, is this the phone police? Hannah yells, there's something wrong with the phone. And she gives it a few smacks. That'll fix it. But when she puts it back up to her ear, it's just the dial tone. She yells, no, and then goes back to dial again. But then a rock flies through her window in slow motion. Oh, no. Slow motion rocks ruin everything. I love this part that she called 911 and her phone is broken, but the 911 operator waits until she's finished explaining everything before they're like, hello, are you there? (laughs) (laughs) This 911 operator is not good at their job (laughs) because like having 911 being called and like the other end being like silent and stuff. Like that's probably a common thing because people are in danger. There's like somebody in front of them that's going to harm them. They don't want to give away that they're like, hey, I'm calling 911, you know, because then they'll get attacked or whatever. This 911 dispatch operator apparently has not been trained on how to, like, you know, be like, say you're dialing a pizza and, you know, I'll answer questions based on what you say. But that's okay. You know what? Whatever. It's a kid's show. I've always heard that they just send someone out anyway if you did that. One time when I was a kid, I had a friend who had 911 in their phone number. And I forgot to push, like, the one button before the 911. And then I got scared because it was the first time that I was calling a friend. So I ended up dialing 911 and then hanging up on it. And they immediately called back and was like, hi, this is 911. And I was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. Yeah. That's, like, the worst case scenario if you're, like, 
anxious about having to call someone for the first time. Yep. I was like seven years old or some and then bullshit. They send the SWAT team and <laughs> yeah. bomb defusal experts and hostage negotiators. Mm, yeah. All that didn't happen, but they did call back and I was like, I'm just I'm just dumb. <laughs> That's Sorry. Pretty much the same. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Just stupid. They probably don't even remember, but I will. I'll always remember. For some reason, Hannah's reaction to this rock flying through her window is to unlock the front door and walk outside. What the fuck is that? Hannah looks all around as the trees and houses are all warped. The voice continues saying, Hannah. And she runs down the street, covering her eyes and yelling, No! Why did she run outside? I don't know. That is the stupidest thing to do. There's someone trying to kill her. <laughs> Yeah, she she leaves the comfort of her fortress and goes to where the the thing is. She's a go-getter, apparently. She's like, I'm getting my <laughs> spooky ghost thing. I don't know. So she ends up tripping and falling on the ground. And when she looks up, the black figure is there and she slow motion screams into commercial. When we come back, the black figure walks out of the shadows and reveals itself as a young boy about her age. With a sick bull cut. Hold on. Before you tell me what he tells her, um, this kid, I didn't look them up on IMDb. Is this the kid from My Best Friend is Invisible? No, I don't think so. He oh, is, okay. uh, he's what's his name from Haunted Mask. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha? Yeah, he's gotcha, gotcha. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Continue, continue, continue. Okay. He tells her, you know, where I come from, we usually just say hello. He helps her up and she says, Sorry, sorry, do you live around here? He says yes, so she asks if they can go and use his phone. She explains about the rock and about the old Dawson house, and she mentions the thing that is stalking her, and the boy says, What kind of thing? Like a funny thing or a scary thing? She's like, Do I look like I'm laughing? And the kid says that they can go to his house, but he doesn't have a phone. (laughs) Hannah is like, Are you fucking kidding me? And the boy tells her (laughs) that no one will believe her anyway, she needs proof. Okay. I mean, no. You could call 911 for her and be like, hey, my best buddy just got attacked by a man outside and it wasn't me, I promise. <laughs> could you please send some proof through the phone, sir? <laughs> oh, that would get him, then I'd hang up and then they call right back and I'd be like, I'm embarrassed. Did the stalker give you a receipt? <laughs> he starts walking toward the house, saying he wants to see this ghost because he likes scary things. And Hannah reluctantly follows. When they get to the old Dawson house, they don't see anything, so Danny says he'll look around back. He runs around a corner and then immediately starts crying out, Help! Please help me! You bastard. Hannah is like, God damn it, and she runs to help. When she rounds the corner, he pops out, startling her. She says, You dweeb, I can't believe you just did that, and he laughs, saying that he couldn't help it. They walk around the house, and Danny points up in a tree, telling her, See? The shadow from that old kite was the thing. Not really that scary, huh? Nope, it's just a kite. Yeah, that's a, that's a bullshit explanation, though. I know, it literally was running around. you see a kite around. in a tree and be like, oh, that's a man. <laughs> that's a man running around saying my name. <laughs> Hannah crosses her arms and says, yeah, then who threw the rock through my window? Mm-hmm. Danny says, I don't know. Maybe if we call the police, we can charge the kite with trespassing. Oh, Danny. Hannah is like, huh? And Danny says, because this house is his house. This dilapidated mess is his house? Yeah. Dawson's house. Oh, shit. I don't want to wait. 
Uh, Hannah says, no way. <laughs> Nobody has lived in this old place for years. She says, I live over on 49. I know everything that happens in this neighborhood. I would have seen you moving in. Oh, man. I got nightly neighbor vibes for a second. Yeah. If only. If only <laughs> Hannah was as cool. Oh, I miss Emma. One of the best. One of the best homicidal psychos. She was like, I gotta kill my neighbors. I gotta do it. <laughs> <laughs> because they're vampires? Wait, they're vampires? <laughs> Danny tosses a rock in his hand and says, Guess we caught you when you weren't looking. He then holds out his hand that he had the rock in, and it's empty. Hannah goes, Where did it go? And Danny opens up the mailbox that says Anderson on a piece of paper taped to the side, and he pulls out the rock. Whoa, he's magic. They finally introduce themselves to each other, and then the front door to Danny's house opens behind him with a loud creak. Danny says, um, I gotta go. See you later. I gotta go, because it's quickly like 10 walks p.m. Off. It's a baseball game, apparently. Yeah, it's fake night time. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> the sun's getting a bit too bright out here. We cut back to Hannah's house. She picks up the rock in her living room among the shards of broken glass and says, Great. I'm gonna get blamed for this. It cuts again to a shot of the window up close, and we see the black figure again at the old Dawson place, saying, Hannah. And then it fades to morning. Spooky. Hannah's at the piano, playing some spooky-sounding tune, and her voiceover says, Dear Katie, so finally something happened around here. Somebody finally moved into the old Dawson house. He's cute, kind of weird, and he says that he lives there, but the place still looks empty. Anyway, when you get back from camp, maybe you can meet him and tell me what you think. She's like, one time he got me, got me, got me, and I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> we see Hannah print this letter out, like, with a printer, to mail to Katie, in the mail. Yes. Very old-fashioned. Then a horn honks. She straps it to a carrier pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> a voice says, mailman! That's how you announce yourself as a mailman, yeah. My mailman does it every single day. That's what they do. They Except say, for give me your mail! <laughs> no post on Sundays. <laughs> Hannah is like, oh shit. She runs out of the house, and we see the mailman sashay his way to his truck and oh get ready God. to drive off. Hannah runs out, yelling, Mr. Chesney, wait, I've got a letter. Mr. Chesney doesn't hear her, and he has a job to do, so he drives off. Hannah is like, thanks, thanks a lot. She sees a group of boys riding bikes on a driveway ahead of the mailman. Two of them pull out in front of the truck, but Mr. Chesney sees them and just goes, Dang, kids. <laughs> and he starts driving faster. Yeah, he picks up some speed. <laughs> the third one doesn't see the truck and almost pulls out right in front of it. Hannah yells, Danny! And we see Danny on the bike quickly turn his bike to avoid being hit and instead falling into a pile of garbage bags. I love this. I mean, I hate it because, like, look, if you see two kids pull in front of you with bicycles... Like, it's like deer, you know? There's gonna be more. <laughs> you should probably slow down, not speed up. <laughs> well, he was trying to run him down. He, he was, was like, dang, kids, you got away from me. He was going postal. Isn't that what that is? Oh, my God. Yeah. Mr. Chesney has some problems. That's where the term came from, this episode. <gasps> Hannah runs up to ask Danny if he's okay. He says, yeah, yeah, I should watch where I'm going. But Hannah says... Or maybe Chesney should slow down. 
they're both bright. Yeah. He definitely should watch where he's going. And Mr. Chesney should not pick up speed when he sees children <laughs> on the road. <laughs> oh, man. Hey there, everybody. Cortland here, your good buddy and your random rock thrower. Thank you so much for joining us today, whether this is your first episode or you've listened to everything that we've got. We're just so happy that you're spending some time with us. Check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash private island. For as little as a dollar a month, you'll get instant access to bonus content like early release episodes. Higher tiers get more stuff like behind the scenes videos, some bloopers, and more. Everything we raise goes right back into the show to purchase things like new microphones, audio equipment, and more. I'd like to take a moment to thank our current patrons, the Bronze Beth, Venice Witch, Tristan, Redemption, Preston, Lyle, and Eddie, the Silver Goth, Steven, Mr. Normal, Matt, Lindsay, Aaron, and Brittany, the Golden Day Days, Sarah, Matthew, Faith, Christy, and Angela, and the Platinum Bostics, Kathy, Farron, Bryce, and Brian. Thank you for your support, everybody. Brandon and I truly appreciate it. Take a look at our social media pages. We're on Twitter at PRVT Island and on Instagram at Up All Night Podcast. We post content for every single episode we cover, like videos, memes, GIFs, and more. Every Wednesday night, starting at 7.30pm Eastern, we watch full-length episodes of horror anthology shows, like Are You Afraid of the Dark, Goosebumps, The Haunting Hour, and more. For a link, check out our episode description. We've got our Facebook group, our Discord server, and a couple of other things there, too. We're actually already coming up to the Season 4 finale, so if you have any questions for us, get them in. You can send them through social media or email us at privateislandpresents at gmail.com. We are less than 5,000 listens away from our first 100,000. Once that happens, I plan on doing a big giveaway. So if you're enjoying the show, let somebody know. Tell a friend or post about it on social media. I always retweet and repost to stories. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for their work on the music for our show. Aside from this theme, Dating Start from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. Thanks again for joining us. For now, I'll let you get back to the episode, and I will talk to you next week. Have a great one, everyone. The two older boys Danny was riding with make fun of him for being short. And Hannah says, nice friends, they almost got you killed. Mm -hmm. Danny tells her, I'm the new kid in town. I've got to show them I'm not chicken. One of the older boys barks, come on, let's go. And Danny rides off with them. Hannah looks down at the ground and says, that's weird. And on the grass, we see a black silhouette of where Danny was laying. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Cortland, just a little aside here, what the hell? I don't know. I don't that, know what that, that doesn't is. foreshadow anything. That doesn't make sense. Well, maybe it foreshadows something for part two, but I don't think so. It's just weird. It's like, well, what I thought was happening is that that was like his shadow that was left behind. Because that's what it kind of implies a little bit. Or maybe he's just really dirty. I don't know. <laughs> he's full of licorice. He's like, he was a coal miner, but only on like the side that he plopped onto the ground. <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I think they're just trying to fool us with that one. They can't bamboozle me, Brandon. I've already bamboozled myself. Later, we listen as Hannah composes yet another letter for Katie. Like, fucking, how many is that? It's like, is she writing her every single day? She's writing her every couple of minutes. <laughs> like, she's writing all these letters, but they're not getting delivered to Katie, so what is she mm. doing? This letter reads, So this guy, the one that just moved in, there's <laughs> definitely something weird about him. What I really want to do is go check out his house. You know, spy on him or something? But that would be wrong, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be Hannah, but just do it, please. <laughs>
And so we see Hannah standing outside the old Dawson place. She takes a look around to make sure no one is looking. And then when she turns back around to the house, Danny is there. He asks, what are you doing here? Hannah lies and says that she came to make sure he's okay from the bike crash, which she doesn't really give a shit. And no, she Danny says that he's <laughs> all right. So Hannah skips the rest of the chit chat and asks if she can see inside his house. She's like, cut the chit chat, Danny. Get me into that house. <laughs> yeah. She's like, are you all right, Danny? And he's like, well, actually, my arm. She's like, anyway, can I go in? <laughs> Danny quickly says, no. And then adds, I mean, not right now. It's kind of a mess, and there's a daddy long legs in there. <laughs> it's, got, it's a bit dilapidated. The spiders. <laughs> She's like, oh, never mind. <laughs> she, he says that he wants to show her something. So he walks off, and Hannah tries to follow him, but after she rounds the corner of his house, she can't see him. There's an open cellar door, and a grown man's voice says, She walks up to it with a smug look on her face and yells down, all right, joke's over. Come on out. The voice just continues saying, Hannah. She looks a little bit less confident now and is like, Um, Danny, is that you? <laughs> then she starts going down into the dark cellar. After a few steps, the door closes behind her. She continues down the stairs and says, Aren't we a little too old for hide-and-seek? Never too old for hide-and-seek. The voice keeps saying, you know, it's thing. Oh, the Hannah thing? Uh, I'm too old for hide-and-seek in the sense that, like, I don't want to move. <laughs> oh, that's true. Hide. Yeah. Especially if it's hide-and-go-seek-tag. And eat cheesecake. <gasps> Dude, I could go for some cheesecake again. I could go for some cheesecake every day. What am I talking about? Yeah. When can't you eat cheesecake? Let me see here. Never. I'd always eat cheesecake. Hannah says, all right, that's enough. You can stay in the dark for all I care. <laughs> Her lisp is getting progressively worse. <laughs> I know. She looks like she's about to leave, but the voice says her name again, so she's sold. She smiles and says, Okay, I hear you now. <laughs> she continues further into the cellar and finds a rocking chair moving on its own. Oh, shit. She calls out for Danny and then sees a shadowy figure run past some old boxes. The voice continues calling her name. Wrote that so many times. Mm, she turns her head and sees a full-on black apparition, the same one she saw the other day. She runs away, but when she turns a corner, the thing is there, too. She screams as the thing just laughs and laughs. Now she finally thinks to run for the stairs. It won't open as she bangs on it. The figure continues laughing and says, Never gonna get out, Hannah. <laughs> just before the thing is about to grab her, she gets the cellar door open and spills into the daylight. Danny is standing right by the cellar and asks, Where did you go? Hannah takes one look at him and says, You! You're, you're not, not real! You're, you're a, a ghost. ghost! And she runs off. <laughs> you're a ghost next door! <laughs> <laughs> you're like that Arl Stein book. The one without the worms. <laughs> well, that narrows it down to one. Yeah, it's ghost next door. I see where she's going with this you're a ghost thing because... The episode's given us, like, some clues that perhaps somebody's a ghost here. Yeah. But I think it's still a pretty huge leap to be like, yeah, you're a ghost, and not just, hey, there's a ghost down there. Yeah, I think it was at this point when I realized what the twist was going to be, and I felt really smart, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I was like, I'm smiling. Nothing gets past you, Cortland. I, you can't settle hints. Mm-mm. It lays it on pretty thick, I gotta say. Yeah, looking back, it definitely does. <laughs> like, if, if you're not looking for a twist, like, it's not gonna jump out at you immediately. But, like, going back when you know, it's like, man, every single scene is like clues. Yeah. Hannah runs back into her house and calls out for mom and dad. Nobody responds, and she says, I'm starting to feel like an orphan. Up in her room, Hannah grabs a teddy bear and tells herself, Stay calm. There's no such thing as ghosts. So it has to be my imagination. But she doesn't convince herself, because she says, Oh, I don't have that much imagination. That sucks. Never play Dungeons and Dragons, then. She gets up and looks at the old Dawson house out the window. She tells herself, I need to know what's going on in that house. I need information. She looks at her laptop and remembers that the internet is a thing. <gasps> it's 1998. We got the internet. Even in 1998. <laughs> so we cut to her slowly surfing the 1998 web. And she's on some local news site. She sees an article with the headline, House Fire on Cordina Claims Family. She prints out the article. But she doesn't just print out the article. She prints out a full screenshot of her computer screen. <laughs> With, like, the navigation bar. <laughs> She's so tech-savvy, yeah. <laughs> the article says, Firefighters battled the house fire on Cordina Way last night, but even with their heroic efforts, there were no survivors of the blaze. Damn. The family's names have been withheld, pending notification of next of kin. Alright, that's that. So, I mean, she claims that she knows everything that happens on the street. That seems like it would be a pretty big deal, no? Nah. <laughs> We cut to outside Danny's house. The two older bike riding boys are sitting outside. One of them says, What's keeping him? And the other replies, I don't know. I ain't waiting around all day for him. Let's ride. I don't know. I ain't no granny. First one says, What's with him anyway? Sometimes it's like he just disappears. Sometimes it's like he's a ghost. <laughs> next door? It's like he's a ghost next door. <laughs> <laughs> they take off as Hannah approaches the house. And Hannah goes to the front door, and a large gust of wind blows. The door opens, and Hannah walks in. That's enough invitation she needs. <laughs> Hannah calls out for anyone. And Cortland, it was at this point I realized that most of this episode is Hannah just calling out people's names. It's what she does. It's like, hello? Mom? Mom? Dad? Danny? Ghost? ghost? <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's what she does. There doesn't seem to be any people there, but there is a shit ton of candles lit. Oh, yeah. She sees a large shadow of a hand making what looks like shadow puppets on the wall. Yeah, that part confused me for, for a minute. Some reason. I was like, why <laughs> Why is somebody like using sign language yeah. or something? It's a silhouette of a hand making shapes. But You want to know what I think, though? Anytime that I see a well, large amount of candles being lit, or not being lit, but already lit... I just wonder about how long it took them to light all those fucking candles. Any Anytime. Anytime I see a bunch of candles lit. It would take a long time. I'm not good at lighting candles. I end up, like, burning my thumb and stuff, and, ugh. I don't want to do it. Yeah. That's, uh... <laughs> candles that's, suck. That's my much. complaint. <laughs> <laughs> if I didn't have electricity or something, and, like, my only light source were a, a boatload of candles, I'd be like, well, we're gonna live in the dark. <laughs> my son would hate it. <laughs> He can light his own candles. Uh, he can't. <laughs> I would let him. <laughs> no, you're going to be in the dark and you're going to love it. 
So these shadows lead Hannah into the kitchen where a woman is like tidying up or unpacking things. Hannah says, oh, hi. Sorry to come in here like this, but the front door was open. So here I am. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's all the excuse she offers. <laughs> front door was open. So this is my house now. <laughs> <laughs> the woman says nothing and continues her business. So Hannah says, so I guess you're Danny's mom. I'm your neighbor. He must have told you about me or not. The woman doesn't look at or acknowledge Hannah. So Hannah shouts, Mrs. Anderson. Hello. She's like, you're in her house. Go home. She's just yelling at her. Hannah's annoyed, so she goes, wait a second. She marches over to the family's oven and opens it up. There's, like, some evidence of a fire. Like, something was burned there. And it's filled with cobwebs. There's a spider in there, too. Yeah, there's a tiny little spider. Hannah turns back towards the woman and says, You're not listening to me, because you're not really here. You're a ghost, too. (laughs) Just then... Danny appears and wonders what's the hubba. <laughs> Hannah responds, Don't act like you don't know, okay? Which is like, she's taking such an aggressive tone for someone who's trespassing. Yeah, what the fuck, Hannah? <laughs> she walks into their house and like starts accusing them of things and yelling at them. And like, hello, can you hear me? <laughs> Just go away. <laughs> crazy. She shouts, you're ghosts. Danny is like, the hell are you talking about? And Hannah tells him that she figured it all out. She saw Danny as the giant black apparition in the basement, and Danny has a lot of candles. So, open and shut case. Yep, ghosts, 100%. (laughs) She finishes up saying, you don't live in this house, you're haunting it. Danny goes, wow, you figured us out. You figured out that our electricity hasn't been turned on yet, and that my mom hasn't been listening to a word we said because she's deaf. And I'm glad she can't hear because it would really hurt her feelings to have you come in here and act all weird like this. He's glad she's deaf because oh my otherwise God. she would be a little bit inconvenienced. <laughs> I'm really glad my mom's fucking deaf. That, <laughs> I wish she was blind too because then she wouldn't have to see what a fool you're making of yourself. <laughs> Danny. Damn, Danny. Yeah, choice of wording there. <laughs> Hannah is like, oh, fuck, I'm sorry. I don't know what to say. And she runs off. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, jeez, I guess I am breaking and entering. Uh, <laughs> Danny oh. catches her before she gets out the door. She tells him, you must think I'm a complete loser. And he says, well... Not a complete one. They both say sorry at the same time, and then they laugh. Danny tells her that he's sorry because he should have told her about his mom earlier. Um, She broke into their house, Cortland. Why is that something he should have done? So, was he embarrassed that his mom was deaf? Because it's not that big of a deal. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's what he says. He further explains that he took her into the basement because he was embarrassed of his mom. That's really sad. Very. I assume that, like, the boys must have made fun of his mom being deaf. I mean, we didn't hear it, but maybe. Hannah tells him not to be embarrassed and says that she wants to learn sign language so that she can talk with Danny's mom. Danny says that he'll teach her. Then Danny says, okay, it's your turn. What did you want to apologize for? 
and she has a lot to apologize for. But what she says <laughs> is, well, I just wanted to say sorry for thinking you're a ghost. It's just that I found this article about our street, and I just thought you were dead. <laughs> Danny thinks it's pretty cool that she thought he was a ghost anyway, but she promises that she won't do it again, and she will start being a normal person now. Hmm, unlikely. She opens the front door, and a pizza guy is standing there, which startles her. She slinks past him, and Danny goes, Yeah, normal. As the pizza guy is handing him the pizza, Danny is reading the article about the house fire that Hannah handed him, and then he starts to look a little worried. Mm -hmm. We cut to Hannah writing yet another letter to Katie in her head. She thinks, Dear Katie, today I made a complete idiot of myself. That's a dumbass, Katie. (laughs) Danny runs after her and catches up to her now. She's like, let me guess. You think I'm a dumbass and you never want to speak to me again. (laughs) Danny says, No, look at this. You said you lived at 49, but that's not possible. 49 Cordina Way burned down three (gasps) years ago. What? (laughs) Crazy. Hannah says, that's not possible. My house is right here. And she gestures over to her house, which is definitely there. But we now see it's, like, kind of a little bit messy. Yeah, it's a little bit, like, unkempt. (laughs) It doesn't look like a house that would burn down and murdering everyone inside. No. I mean, I I will Uh, say they did a pretty good job. There's kind of some vines on it. The white doorway is, like, you know, ashy gray and stuff. So, like, it got smoke damage, kind of. But it doesn't look like a burned house. No. She looks at the article and yells, No! And then she runs toward the house. Danny tries to stop her telling her that it's not safe, but she walks right through <gasps> him, Cortland. O-M-G. This Why would she do that? Shit. Like, she didn't know she was going to vaporize through him. No. She'd just knock him over. <laughs> Bowl him over. They both turn to look at each other with, like, oh, shit, expressions on their faces. Danny says, you're right, there is a ghost around here. And then to make sure that even the idiots like Hannah understand... He says, it's you. (laughs) Hannah looks back toward the house and it says to be continued. All right. Wow. Like for real. When I saw that, I was like, why? That's the perfect way to end this story. Yeah, it would be. So that's why I'm saying this is the two parter. But like, it's it's probably the most weird two parter we've had because like it's a pretty self-contained story that would have been fine to end the episode. And not have yeah. two parts. I like I, I I didn't expect them to give the big reveal that she's a ghost at the end because like that's something to leave us interested in see in part two. But the thing is, is that I'm still interested in part two because I want to know what could possibly happen. Yeah, that's the thing is there has to still be a story. So it was all right. It was it was fine. I liked it. So I think that this episode is most relatable to like the tale of the dream girl because like they're the ghost the whole time. You know, all the signs mm-hmm. are there. It's a little bit more in your face than dream girl did though, because like with dream girl, I mean, if you didn't already see it or something, it could be a shock at the end that like, holy shit, you know, her brother's a ghost. Yeah. It's not as strong because like, there's not that personal connection there. Like this, just this random kid that moved in is the only one that can see and talk to her. But Why? The figures and stuff, like, I, I have a theory on what it's going to be, and um, I'll talk about that when you ask me what's going to happen in the next episode. All right, well, it's coming up soon. 
Oh boy, I can't wait. But first, yeah, first we're going to talk about the cast, which there's not many people in this episode, Cortland, no. and most of the people we've already talked about before. That's so while, Danny though. is played by Cody Jones, yeah, who we've already seen on Haunted Mask One, Part One and Two, and Haunted Mask Two, Part One, but not yes. Part Two. Oh, huh? Okay. <laughs> Oh, I think IMDb updated. Yeah. It's harder to see now. That's yeah, dumb. It's dumb. Need to quit doing that. Yeah, so he's most famous for The Pooch and the Popper, a TV movie from 2000. Oh, we just that talked about that last week. To talk about him. <laughs> okay, all right. Next, Cortland, another familiar face. Hannah yeah. is played by someone called Nicole Dicker. Yeah, Nicole and Dicker. And we've seen her before because she played Kate. In the Are You Afraid of the Dark episode, The Tale of the Virtual Pets. Yep. One of uh, the most unlikable characters <laughs> in horror anthology history. And I gotta say, she's better in this, like, as a character, but not that much better. I still really dislike Anna. She's a different, yeah. She's weird. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think she is better in this than she was in Are You Afraid of the Dark. That was her second role after this. Yep, yep. She took a year break and she was like, you know what? Let's go back to horror anthology. <laughs> no, actually, she was like, let's go back to horror anthology. <laughs> yep. And in this one, she's like a tech wizard. She's printing out oh mail yeah. to send to people and printing out articles. And in Virtual Pets, she's like, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm Amish. <laughs> oh, such a crazy... She's like, I want to be the exact opposite character and, <laughs> and goosebumps. And, and yeah, I want to show my range. Yep, yep. And she did it. She really, she really did it. So just to reiterate, her most recent role is an episode of Life with Derek from 2009. Yeah. Where she played Court. Classic and that's role. pretty much everyone in the episode who matters. Uh, we could talk about Mom, I guess. I don't know who she is. She doesn't have a single line, Cortland. Why would we talk about her? <laughs> Okay, all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Just kidding. Let's see. Let's see if she's uh, on here. So Danny's mom is played by Amanda Hancox. And Amanda has 17 credits, which, you know, is something. Yep. Anything interesting? Nope. Not really. <laughs> She was in an episode of Earth Final Conflict, and her most recent role, after a 17-year break in acting, was wow. in 2018 short, where she played a mom. <laughs> With Chris Christine and Christine. Fantastic. Okay. Well, that's the cast. Um, right. Done and done. Yeah, we'll save the morals and the uh, alternate titles for next part, I think. Okay. The moral of this part is just, you know, stay the fuck out of people's houses. Not gonna happen. And, uh, don't Crank call 911. Yeah, don't throw rocks through windows, too. Yeah, probably don't do that. Oh, Cortland, what do you think happens in part two? I gotta say, Brandon, I'm really interested in part two. I hope it's good. Because this has the potential to be like a, you know, like a tearjerker in a way, you know? Like, she's dead. She died in a fucking yeah, house fire. She's fucking dead. You know, she got, she's got to, like, move on or whatever. So I'm thinking that, like, the the spirits that are haunting her and, like, mocking her and stuff... Which is really weird of them to do if they are who I think they are, which is the family, being like, Hannah, you know, come on, let's go to the afterlife together. Especially the part where, like, the figure in the basement was like, you ain't escaping me, Hannah. <laughs> like, yeah, you'll never get out. <laughs> so, come here, dear. I love I you. I would, <laughs> I would like to think it's her family being like, come on, let's go. Not like death or something being all mine. 
but I'm interested. I'm interested to see what's going to happen. I, I assume she's going to kind of like have some trauma of like reliving the house fire. Maybe. I don't know. My mind is taking it to like an adult situation where like you get to see a little bit more and I have to kind of reel it back because this is a kid's show. Like they're not going to, mm-hmm. they're probably not going to have her relive the fire and sizzling and such. I don't know. I don't know where this is going to go, but I'm, Again, I'm interested in seeing it because I want it to be like Dream Girl, where you know, but people don't talk it's about this potential. one like they they don't talk about this one like they do Dream Girl though, where people are like, oh, I remember that episode; it made me cry and stuff. And it's like, yeah, it was super emotional. This has the potential to do that, but considering nobody talks about it on Twitter, I don't think that's going to be the case. <laughs> yeah, it could also be that, or it could could just be because it's Goosebumps. Yeah, I don't know if Goosebumps nobody goes takes quite... Goosebumps seriously. It's a younger audience, I think. Goosebumps doesn't quite take it as far as Are You Afraid of the Dark did, I don't think. I hope they do, though, because it could be, like, one of those ones that kind of stands the test of time, and it's like a Sixth Sense kind of situation. I don't know. Hopefully we get some answers, though. I'd yeah. be really disappointed well, we'll see. if we don't. <laughs> a child has died. Yeah. One way or another, it's got to address that. We'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. Yeah. So that's next week, Cortland. I've been up all night. Yeah. I'll talk to you next week for... The Ghost Next Door Part 2. All right, let's, let's do it next week. Woohoo. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Weird dream.